Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my brother from another mother, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, bro? I'm doing good, Foltz. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, you know, adjusting to uh, Steve and I are here on the West Coast and starting to get cold, and Foltz doesn't like cold very much. You know what I'm saying? So... East Coast, yes. Yeah, East Coast. Oh, what did I say? West Coast? Yeah, we, it would be cool if we were on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. We are definitely not on the West Coast. We are on the East Coast. Sorry about that. Pennsylvania, and it's getting cold. It is getting cold, folks. But on the upside of that, it, it keeps me and Steve indoors, and we've been preparing a lot of new shows coming up, a lot of new creative ideas, starting with tonight with our show that we're going to do on Wicca, because it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a little bit out of our realm, if you will, but it... But it also taps into all the spirituality and mystical stuff that we talk about as far as as well. I agree. Even though it is a topic that normally you wouldn't expect to see uh, coming out of Subtle Beast, it does actually tie into a lot of uh, what we talk about. Yeah, and and we want to be able to do. We really enjoyed putting this show together, and we want to honor this show a lot because there there are, there are tons of misconceptions out there on the Wicca religion, and uh, we're going to cover all those bases tonight. We're going to give you a really good inside look at it, and I think when we're said and done, you're going to see that possibly what you perceived as maybe a quote unquote bad religion is not bad at all. Right, it's nothing to be scared of. A lot of it has to do with nature, the universe, connectivity, spirituality. So tossed in there with a little bit of a law of attraction as well. I mean, that was my take on it. It's definitely not incorporated in the Wicca religion, but a lot of the things that they say led me to my own belief, which is my right. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think we should just dive right into it because it's so interesting. <clears throat> Here we go. Now, Wicca, which is predominantly a Western movement whose followers practice witchcraft and nature worship and see it as a religion based on pre-Christian traditions of Northern and Western Europe. It spread through England in the 1950s and subsequently attract, attracted followers in Europe and the United States. Now, although there were precursors to the movement, the origins of modern Wicca can be traced to a retired British civil servant Gerald Brazeau Gardner. He was born in 1884, and he passed in 1964. Gardner spent most of his career in Asia, where he became familiar with a variety of occult beliefs and magical practices. He also read widely into the Western esoteric literature, including the writings of the British occultist Aleister Crowley. Returning to England shortly after the outbreak of World War II, Gardner became involved in the British occult community and founded a new movement, based on the reverence of nature, the practice of magic, and the worship of a female deity, the goddess, and numerous associated deities, such as the horned god. He also borrowed liberally from the Western witchcraft traditions following the 1951 repeal of England's archaic witchcraft laws. Gardner published Witchcraft Today in 1954. He founded his first coven of followers and, with input from its members, especially author Doreen Valente, developed a modern witchcraft into what today is known as Wicca. Now, it spread quickly in the United States in the late 60s, when there was an emphasis on nature and unconventional lifestyles and a search for spirituality divorced from traditional religions, and they were especially in vogue at the time. 
Now, covens, which ideally number to about 10 to 15 members, and are entered through an initiation ritual, they sometimes align with one of the many coven associations. As coven members master the practice of magic and become familiar with the rituals, they pass through two degrees of initiation. Now, there is a third degree for those who wish to enter into the priesthood. In Gardner's system, priority is given, <coughs> pardon me, is given to the priestesses. And leadership in the guardian community trace their authority through a lineage of priestesses back to Garden's coven, Gardner's coven. Now, despite variation within the Wiccan community, most believers share a general set of beliefs and practices. They believe in the goddess that respect nature and hold both polytheistic and pantheistic views. Most Wiccans accept the so-called Wiccan Rede, an ethical code that states, if it, harms, if it harms none, do what you will. Wiccans believe in meditation and participate in rituals throughout the year, celebrating the new and full moon, as well as the vernal equinox, summer solstice, and Halloween, which they call Samhain. Wiccan rites include invoking the aid of the deities, practicing ceremonial magic, and sharing a ritual meal. So right there, I mean, it's not too far off from uh, any other religions, if you will. Um, we have ceremonial meals, if you will, certain holidays, Christmas, you have a big meal, you have your family over Thanksgiving, but you can tie it into a holiday. And we also have uh, ceremonial practices uh, for people in the Christian religion or whatever religion. You go to a house of worship and these ceremonies in remembrance of whatever you worship. Yeah, one of the things that I don't see is uh, the summer solstice celebration and the vernal equinox celebrations. Those I've been to, and I've been there with you uh, in our younger days when we were paying a lot more attention to music and the, the culture and spirituality. Um, the summer solstice festivals were filled with like-minded people. And I wouldn't say that they, they were uh, Wiccan, Although you could never tell what the religion is. No, you is couldn't. There. I would say more along the, uh, on the fun side of like, uh, mysticism maybe. Yes. Like at fish shows and, and like you were saying about the, the, uh, autumn equinox and the vernal equinox. So at summer, or yeah, vernal equinox, summer solstice, there would be like, uh, girls our age going dressed in like, uh, uh fairy wings yeah, and yeah, glow yeah. sticks and just a lot of fun. I mean, who, who can't have fun with that? So, but most controversial to outsiders is that Wiccans call themselves witches, a term which most Westerners, Westerners identify with Satanism. As a result, Wiccans are continually denying any connection with Satan or devil worship. Wiccans have also attempted to establish ties with other polytheistic and nature-oriented relig religious communities like the Hindu and the Native American. Now, by the 1980s, there were an estimated 50,000 Wiccans in Western Europe and North America. Now, although the growth rate slowed by the end of the decade, Wicca gained increasingly social acceptance and diversified to include numerous variations on Gardner's original teachings and rituals. Moreover, new Wiccan groups emerged independent of the Guardians, including one led by Alexander Sanders, the Dianic Wiccans who saw Wicca as a woman's religion and the parallel neo-pagan movement, which also worshipped the goddess and practiced witchcraft, but eschewed the designation witch. 
a major controversy developed in the United States in the 1960s and 70s when a faction of Wiccans broke with Gardner's notion that clothes inhibited, inhibited magical workings and chose not to follow his practice of worshiping in the nude. Instead, they donned ritual robes claiming pre-Guardian sources for their beliefs and called themselves the traditionalists. Now, as Wicca and neo-paganism moved into their second generation, belief faded in the notion that Gardner had inherited a set of witchcraft rituals and practices that had been passed on through a tradition with unbroken ties to pre-Christian paganism. Now, although many Wiccans once cited the work of Margaret Murray, including the witch cult in Western Europe, and her article Witchcraft, published in the 14th edition of the Encyclopedia Britannica in 1929, in support of their belief in the ancient origins of their religion, they now generally recognize that Wicca began with Gardner and his associates. Now, as of the 21st century... Wiccans and neo-pagans were found throughout English-speaking world and across northern and western Europe. The estimate of adherents ranged dramatically, with the number of Wiccans in the United States to be is believed to be between 100,000 and more than 1.5 million. Wow, that's, that's quite a range. Uh, the Pagan Federation and International Fellowship serves the larger Wiccan-slash-neo-pagan community. I liked when they said that in the priest in the priesthood, you could trace you, the priests back to uh, Gardner himself. So ever since he came up with this set of uh, preconceived whatever rituals they had, each priest from that point on learned from the priest above them, and then they can trace that back to the original. Um, Gardenian philosophy of Wicca. I think that's really important. I think it's important too because uh, Wicca is not the only religion that, that that claims to be able to trace it back. In Catholicism, every uh, the followers in Catholicism, the Christianity, uh, they believe that it can be their religion can. Catholics believe that their religion is 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 like the quote unquote top of the Christianity because what they claim is that that their religion can is the only one out of the out of the Christians that can trace their religion back to the last supper. That's just something I read. So, but no, that's very, it's a very common uh, take in many things. Uh, I know people who practice Reiki, they, uh, they have a Reiki master and each one, uh, each Reiki master in that lineage can be traced back to an original Reiki master. Wow, I like as that. As well. So, and the Last Supper, there was 12 apostles there. So, if you think about it, there is, uh, from that, passed on down through the lineage, you could trace it back, not easily, but there is a possibility that you could trace it back to someone who was at the Last Supper. Yeah, it's kind of like the Mafia. Like, if you want to be a made man in the Mafia, they got to be able to trace your mother's family all the way back to the old country. Right. So. Very cool concept. Yeah, I like it. You want to you try and see or tell everyone what's, a, what's going on with modern day? Or? So, Wicca is a modern day, nature-based pagan religion. Though rituals and practices vary among people who identify as Wiccan, most observations include the festival celebrations of solstices and equinoxes the honoring of a male god and a female goddess, and the incorporation of herbalism and other natural objects into rituals. Wiccans practice their religion according to an ethical code, and many believe in reincarnation. 
Wicca is considered a modern interpretation of pre-Christian traditions. Though some involved claim a direct line to ancient practices, it may be practiced by individuals or members of groups, sometimes known as covens. Wicca also has some commonalities with Druidism in its environmental component and is considered the inspiration of the goddess movement in spirituality. There is great diversity among individuals and groups that practice a Wiccan religion, but many are duotheistic, worshipping both a female goddess and a male god, sometimes referred to as a mother goddess and a horned god. Other Wiccan practices are atheist, pantheist, polytheist, and respectful of gods and goddesses as archetypal symbols rather than actual or supernatural beings. Rituals in Wiccan often include holidays centered around phases of the moon, solar equinoxes, and solstices. Elements such as fire, water, earth, and air, and initiation ceremonies. I dig it. I, I think dig it. I, I think it's awesome because it's just, it aligns with some of my beliefs of just being in tune with the universe and ultimately being a good person, doing no harm to others, and, and trying to uh, spread positivity. And I like that they <clears throat> holidays are centered around the phases of the moon. <clears throat> Pardon me. Allergies. Uh, because um, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that the, uh, the moon has a big impact on, on our moods. Because if you, if you think about it, uh, the moon creates and controls the tides in the ocean on the earth, which is what takes over 75% of our earth. Well, our bodies are what, between 80 and 90% water. So why would we think that the moon doesn't have an effect on us during its different phases? I agree, and also there are times when the tidal force is raised and there are higher, bigger waves, and there are times when the tidal force is calm, and you can feel that in, I believe, society. You, you go out sometimes and you're like, what is going on with everybody? Is it a full moon tonight? Yeah, exactly. So, well, the rituals of modern Wiccan practice can be traced to a famed first wave feminist an Egyptologist, anthropologist, and folklorist, Margaret Murray. She wrote several books on medieval religion centered around witch cults in medieval Europe that inspired British seekers to create their own covens and structure worship around her descriptions, starting with 1921, the witch cult in Western Europe. Later, scholarship disputed Murray's claims about witch cults, but her influence could not be erased within Wicca. Wicca was first given a name in Gerald Gardner's 1954 book, Witchcraft Today, in which he, he announced it was W-I-C-A, Wicca, the extra C being added in the 1960s. <clears throat> According to Gardner, the word was derived from the Scots-English and meant wise people. Garden, Gardner considered the founder of Wicca was born in 1884 north of Liverpool in England. A world traveler with an interest in the occult, Gardner first heard the word Wicca used in the 1930s when he became involved with a coven in Highcliffe, England. He was initiated into the group in 1939. In 1946, Gardner bought land in the village of Bricketwood to establish a center for folkloric study that would serve as a headquarters for a coven of his own. Gardner died of a heart attack in 1964 while on board a ship off the coast of North Africa. 
which he was buried in Tunis. Only the ship's captain attended. In 1973, his extensive personal collection of artifacts was sold to Ripley's, believe it or not. Two things there. Yeah. One, I hope that more than just the ship's captain attends my funeral. Yeah. I mean, does it, I mean, well, one has to wonder what does that say about a person? Does it, is it one that he wasn't a good person or was it that he was just a lonely person? He didn't have a lot of people in his life. It's tough to say. Either way, it's sad. Right. I mean, it's just a fact. Like, I'm sure many people wanted to be there, but he was probably on some journey, and that's just how it was at that time. Number two, all of his worldly possessions were uh, given to Ripley's Believe It or Not. That's awesome. That means he had some really interesting stuff, and I hope that, you know, someday I'm, I'm going to face my mortality and die that I have as much interesting stuff that needs to be donated to Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, well, look at Tesla. His didn't get to to Ripley's. It got to... The U.S. government. Yeah, deep state. Seized. Oh, what a way to respect the man. (laughs) Now, we were talking a little bit earlier about Aleister Crowley. Now, we'll tell you that connection here with Gardner. Gardner met the famed occultist Aleister Crowley in 1947. When Gardner formally wrote out his Wiccan rituals, he drew strongly from Crowley's own, dating back to 1912. The two men had similar ideas. Crowley had, in 1914, proposed the idea of forming a new religion that would pull from old pagan traditions, worshipping the earth, celebrating equinoxes and solstices, and other hallmarks of nature-based worship. Gardner's fantasy novel, High Magic's Aid, published in 1949, is considered one of the first sta- one of the first standards of Wicca, but his Book of Shadows, a collection of spells and rituals, is central to Wiccan practice. Written in the 1940s and 50s, initiates were required to make their own copy by hand. Now, I have to assume that, that so that you're learning it at the same time as you're writing it. And plus, it looks way cool. Oh, totally, because you have your own book of like spells, if you will. Written in your own handwriting. Written in blood. Oh, just kidding. The origin of the title was unknown, but some believe he borrowed it from the work of the Scottish children's author, Helen Douglas Adams. Future Wiccan leader Doreen Valiente met Gardner in 1952 when she contacted him following an article in Illustrated magazine that presented to their readers the reality of covens and their practice in context of normal, educated people. Now, under Gardner's direction, Valente would revise the Book of Shadows for more popular consumption, exercising Crowley's influence. In 1957, Valente split from Gardner's coven with other members and rivals to Gardner sprang up, each with a coven of their own. Valente would become a prominent Wiccan advocate and scholar. Now, in 1963, Gardner initiated British expatriate and Long Island resident Raymond Buckland, who founded the the Gardnerian Brentwood Coven, considered the first coven in the United States. Buckland became a vigorous promoter of Wicca in the United States and in the 1970s moved to New Hampshire and developed Siax Wicca, which invoked Anglo-Saxon mythology into Wiccan practice. <laughs> What's wrong over there, Steve? <laughs> I, I really like uh, the pronunciation there on Buckland. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes you just got to give it a Buckland. <laughs> yes. Now, Sybil Leek 
was a popularizer of Wicca in America, claiming to be a hereditary witch. Leek became involved with the new Forest Coven in the late 40s, continuing her practice through several covens in England before moving to the United States and settling in Los Angeles. Leek transformed her Wiccan practice into celebrity status, centered around astrology, writing numerous books and regular column in the Ladies' Home Journal. Alex Sanders founded a strain known as the Alex- Alexandrian Wicca, in the 1960s. How creative. Known as Publicly Seeker, he catapulted to fame following an autobiography and film in the 1970, The Legend of the Witches. Called The King of the Witches, Sanders typically pushed myths about his own lineage, claiming royal ancestry and alleging that his grandmother was not only Wiccan, but had learned a strain of witchcraft that supposedly originated in Atlantis and involved King Arthur and Merlin. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Sanders attracted a younger generation of followers, and the lurid stories about him are considered to have had an effect of the popularizing Wicca as an alternate lifestyle in the 1970s. Lori Cabot, the Witch of Salem, began to gain attention in the United States in the late 60s, teaching classes at Salem State College and helping police solve cases. Her occult store in Salem is one of the first in America, and she established the, the popular Witch, Witch's Ball. Governor Michael Dukakis declared her the official Witch of Salem in 1977, and in 1986 founded the Witch's League of Public Awareness. The 1970s saw the American version of Wicca transform from the magic-based pagan discipline claiming British heritage to a nature-based spiritual movement with heavy tones of environmentalism and feminism. In turn, this influenced the religion in England. The feminist influence in Wicca, strengthened in the 70s and 80s, brought about by women who had entered the religion attracted by the female deity, but were faced with misogynistic reality in the, relig in the religion's ranks. In 1971, Wiccan activist Z. Budapest started the Susan B. Anthony Coven, which practiced Dianic Wicca, a form of matriarchal lunar worship. Budapest wrote the Feminist Book of Shadows. A number of feminist covens were outgrowths from Budapest Coven. In 1986, Wicca was recognized as an official religion in the United States through the court case Detmer v. Landon. In the case, incarcerated Wiccan Herbert Daniel Detmer was refused ritual objects used for worship. The Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that Wicca was entitled to First Amendment protection like any other religion. In 1998, a Wiccan student in Texas enlisted the aid of, of the ACLU after the school board tried to prevent her from wearing Wiccan jewelry and black clothes. The board reversed its view. In 2004, Indiana Civil Liberties Union fought, a reverse, fought to reverse a judge's decision that divorcing Wiccans were not allowed to teach their faith to their sons. In 2005, U.S. Army Sergeant Patrick D. Stewart became the first Wiccan serving in the U.S. military to die in combat. His family was refused a Wiccan pentacle on his gravestone. As a result of the court case initiated by the Americans United for the Separation of Church and State, Wiccan symbols are now accepted by the Veterans Administration. That's big time. Yeah, it is. 
The number of practicing Wiccans in the United States has proven difficult to estimate, with sources reporting anywhere from 300,000 to 3 million. That's it. That's a lot. 3 million's a ton. There, that was a fantastic trip back uh, the history and a lot of the major players in the beginning of Wicca and just how far it's come in America. And there's so many different break-off religions. It's like if you were... You would almost have to, to know a Wiccan personally to almost get involved because you wouldn't know what, for the lack of a better term, dialect to go with. What offshoot they were from or which, like, what lineage they kind of claimed to get back to the origin. Steve, let's get into a little bit about the, the burning of witches. Yes. Burning a witch at the stake was a fairly rare occurrence. It took a great amount of effort to make the stakes and the pyres for burning, whereas ropes were reusable and could perform dozens of hangings in a single day. Hangings were much more cost-effective and efficient. Over the period of 10 months, 165 people were accused of being a witch in Salem. 31 were imprisoned, however, only 19 which is 18 women and one men, were put to death. None of them were burned at the stake. The women were hanged. The man refused to admit that he was a a witch and was crushed to death with stones as authorities tried to elicit a confession. His last words were a defiant, more weight. That guy is a savage. Just Just taunting his his accusers and... Oh, man. It reminds me of Braveheart when he screams freedom when they're pulling out his intestines and whatnot. So, some more witch stuff here. Names like cat's paw or maidenhair, often written as ingredients of spells or potions, are code words used in place of plants. It was a common practice among farming people to disguise the name of herbs and other such plants so that others wouldn't know what their different recipes and potions actually contained. Some are actually the proper names for certain herbs. There really are plants called serpent's tongue, bird's foot, and mouse ears. That's my batwing wrath. There's eye of Newton there, tree mold, old lizard brains, scales from a rancid sea serpent. We got to make that later. Yeah, it sounds delicious, I think. All right. Well, we're coming into a... Oh, here, this is going to be a good section. Breaking up some of the misconceptions and such. Uh, Jump right in. The notion that witches worship Satan is false. Most pagan religions and belief systems are not based in Christianity. They have no concept of Satan and therefore cannot worship him. There are Satanists who do, but there are two types of Satanism, a Levian and Luciferian. Luciferians, as Satan worshippers, are the original branch of Satanism. Levian Satanism, which is atheistic, was introduced in 1966 by a man called Anton LaVey. LaVeyan Satanism is a relatively new branch of Satanism, whereas Luciferian Satanism has existed as long as Christians have acknowledged Satan as the entity. Luciferian Satan, Satanists are the only magic-practicing religion who worship the Christian Satan. Pretty interesting. Yeah. 
in uh, in Western magic, there's things called sigils, and they're symbols that are connected to a set of ideas by which spirits or deities may be summoned to awareness and controlled. They're, they are used in a divine practice. The term is derived from the Latin sigillum, meaning seal. The sigil itself does not call forth the spirit, but serves as a phys- physical focus through which the magician achieves the desired state of mind. I don't care if you tell the audience how bad I botched to this earlier in pre-show. Oh, yeah. Steve, <laughs> Steve was trying to draw us the pentagram, and I was like, uh, pretty sure that's the star of David, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we, we were t- we're talking about like Two the different most, religions now. The most famous, I, what, I, what I thought would be the most famous uh, symbol, and um, it, I thought it was the pentagram, okay? But then when I drew it, it, it it was a six-sided star and and Foltz was like that's actually the star of david and you didn't put the circle around the pentagram so then he drew one and it looked way better than mine but uh i would say that's probably the most symbolic yeah and and a lot of misconceptions about uh the pentagram is that people say oh well that's related to satanism I think the only way that it identifies with Satanism if the pentagram is inverted. And uh, the one that is used by Wiccans is just a five-pointed star encompassed within a circle versus the symbol I've seen used in Satanism practice is an inverted star with the circle around it. So it's kind of like with the uh, the cross and the inverted cross, I would think. Right, 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 right. And there's a ton of symbols out there. They have a symbol for the wand and symbols for uh, a lot of the nature the sun and it, there's a lot of symbols i would think that are part of the books you know yeah and i like the i like to think within when i'm thinking about witches and and wiccans and the possibility of casting spells i always like that because i had i had read before that um that it's called casting spells uh because of writing out words or, or writing out words is called spelling because of casting spells, because you're actually writing words down or you're saying words that give power. So it's spelling okay. versus spells. Oh, like spelling a word or putting a spell out there. Yeah, it was, it was similar. I was reading an article that was breaking down a lot of different things, like, like the weekend. It's called the weekend because you're weakened at the end of the week you're weakened from working all week so you get a weekend yeah oh that's a a little play on words i like that yeah yeah okay not too much to go here and we're going to wrap up with wicked it is it is possible to trace the origin of witch hunting to an incident that occurred in 1208 two of the pope's inquisitors were staying in a house in in vaganet in the south of france They were staying there to root out heretics. In the middle of the night, a knight of Raymond V, or fourth, who believed that the Old Testament God was a demon, was admitted to the house. He slaughtered Pierre de Castanol. After his murder, the Pope was destined to stamp out heretics at all cost. A bloody crusade followed. Cathars were dragged from their homes and burned. In 1244, 200 of them were burned on the gigantic bonfire at Montsegur. Those that survived were no longer accused of heresy. 
they were accused of a new and strange crime, conspiring with the devil, or, as it came to be known, witchcraft. Spirituality is now firmly placed in mainstream culture. The growing interest in astrology, driven by millennials, as well as the popularity of the crystals and tarot cards via the ballooning wellness industry, have brought mysticism from the fringes and right into your Instagram feed. However, as the cosmetic giant Sephora recently found out, mysticism and its more formal manifestation, witch culture, are not topics to be taken lightly. When the company tried to commodify and condense witch-related practices into a quote-unquote starter witch kit, they managed to really anger a bunch of actual witches, forcing the kit's manufacturer to apologize and pull the product. The kit was clearly aimed at dabblers in witchcraft rather than those who actually practice it, which were perhaps part of the miscalculation. Which makes me think of like a, like a Ouija board. Like anyone can go get a Ouija board. And yeah, and if you look at the, the picture of that kit right there, it is a very simplistic kit. They, I think Sephora was just trying to bring something to the mainstream and just missed a cue on it. You know? Yeah, they did. It would have been like selling a Christianity starter kit. There you go. If, if the Christians would get upset, then anybody that has a religion could be upset with somebody trying to commodify their pro or their religion. So, some modern witches, such as Courtney Brooke, they place themselves in a, in a subset of witches that adhere to a feminist dogma and identify specifically as feminist witches. The mainstream of mysticism makes sense when you consider how it overlaps with the interest of the millennial woman and women. As Wicker noted, witchcraft is the perfect religion for liberal millennials who are already involved in yoga and meditation, mindfulness, and New Age spirituality. With that foundation, they might show up for pagan holidays or new moon gatherings or begin to explore the more serious spiritual concepts at the root of these practices. This is all aided by the rise of witches on social media. And a certain kind of Instagrammable witchiness has been identified by market trend spotters as mysticore. The hood witch, for example, is a bona fide witch influencer with 329,000 Instagram followers who practices everyday magic for the modern mystic and appears at events like LA's BeautyCon to do tarot card readings. The numbers on Wicca and paganism may, may well undercount the total number of witches, Indeed, as necessary notes, some witches reject, reject Wicca in its current form as new age, less than perfect reinvention of witchcraft. But whatever the exact number is, it's clear that witches are among us, and the current trajectory suggests that their population will continue to grow. Grow and in, and grow in dynamic ways. I think you're always going to have your traditionalists. I do too, but you know, I'm more of a... Uh, I don't know, even know if this is a term, a universalist. There's things that I like from just about every religion that I've looked into or studied. And uh, I don't know if that would be more along the lines of, uh, it, it, to put it into um, political terms, maybe like a libertarian right. within the uh, religious community, will you, if you will. I don't know because I, I just I think that any practice that's rooted in goodness without hurting anybody is nobody else's business than the person that's doing the practice. 
Right, you do get some offshoots in any religion where they're doing things that are at the at the uh, fringe of what the base believes that seem maybe a little aggressive, but that's not necessarily the case, and especially in this. This is uh, a very natural worship, the worship of the worship of nature, uh, the worship of feeling in your place in the universe, and it's it's definitely on the rise. Yeah, and I think as we came into the 21st century and versus the 1960s Wiccas, um, they they made a judgment or they made adjustments based upon probably their their comfortable level because they stopped practicing the religion nude because that's got to make you feel i wouldn't go anywhere where i have to practice religion nude with maybe a no i mean mean, it's supposed to be your coven but at the same time that just makes everyone so they change that and now they worship they use traditionalist robes yes traditionalist garb and such just like any uh practicing priest or uh pastor would they have their certain outfits for the different seasons of the holidays and such but uh, I dig it big time. I think that uh, the Wicca religion is is pretty awesome. If there's any uh, practicing Wiccas out there or Wiccans out there that like to reach out to Subtle Beast, reach out on our uh, on our uh, Facebook page or our Instagram and uh, let us know. Let us know like what what were some key points that maybe we didn't mention, or uh, maybe give us a thumbs up and say you know thanks for covering that throughout the and getting that information out about us. Um, probably the distinct the. the distinguishing between satanism and and uh witches and wicca is probably one of the bigger misconceptions that i'm sure they anybody within that religion appreciates being clarified Uh, this has been a super informative session for us this this whole topic and what you and i have done together fultz so thank you yeah i had a great time and uh i look forward to next time so until that time i'm fultz and i'm steve and we'll see you next time take care one another bye-bye